0: This is why if you ever need an excuse to get away with anything in a show, just set up the fact that you are two grifter clowns who are on an insane amount of mushrooms and then you can get away with
1: anything. Welcome to We Can't Print This. It's a podcast telling the story you don't know behind the story you do know. And you should know. And you should know. And you will definitely know, because after this podcast, you will go out and read that story. I'm Fiona McCann. And I am Eden Dawn. Every week, we interview a writer of some kind or another about the stories behind their stories. And we have a lot of fun doing it.
2: We do. And especially this week, because we have the funnest, inimitable Anthony Hudson in the studio. Anthony from the Confederated Tribes of Grand Ronde-Selettes is an artist and a writer also known as the glorious and very beloved to us drag clown Carla Rossi. Together they host and program Queer Horror at the Hollywood Theatre in Town, which is I think the only LGBTQ horror film and performance series in the whole entire country of the United States of America. So that's a pretty big deal. But Anthony also co-hosts the Queer Feminist Horror Podcast Gay Lords of Darkness. Gay
1: Lords of Darkness. Oh, that was good. Thank you.
2: Together with writer Stacy Ponder and is currently adopting their award-winning solo show, Looking for Tiger Lily, into a book and co-wrote and co-stars, and this is the best bit, I saved the best to last, in the upcoming hotly anticipated Gloop,
1: which opens at Pica in Portland later this year. And we talk a lot about Gloop, which is... Based on who you think it's based on. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know already. (laughs) You know already. And we talk a lot about collaboration. And also we should mention we love Carla, who does so much good work in Portland and really around the country touring internationally with their shows. And I should say that we talk about Anthony and Carla interchangeably, both names for the same person. And also we believe strongly drag queens make your life better. So, they listen do. up, Tennessee, Texas, Arkansas, everybody else who is on this ridiculous witch hunt. Drag queens make your life better. And in fact, can I quickly list for you some things that drag queens have done that make my life better? Yes. You one, can. one, poison waters taught me how to hide my drink before I go on stage to make sure no one could ever put anything into it. <gasps> Two, taught me how to do a cut crease on my eyeshadow. Three, taught me it's okay to be loud and big and funny and to wear whatever I want. I will say that drag queens have made my life better every step of the way. And I was thrilled to have Carla come here today. Well,
2: Poison Waters taught me that I can be
1: very easily upstaged. (laughs) That's the other thing is it is a humbling experience to go on stage with a drag queen where you're like, I think I'm funny. I think I'm good. No. I thought my hair was big. No. no, No. It's not big. Mm -mm.
2: I, 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 Hotly agree. I don't know if it's a hot agreement. I agree wholeheartedly. Hot. It's hot. It's sparkling. It is full of glitter and joy. And I also want to point out that, and part of the reason that um, Carla joined us is because we really also strongly support that drag queens are artists and they're part of this community. And we're so lucky to have them. And you all are going to realize that when you go and see Gloop. Yeah.
1: And I love that Gloop is about Carla collaborating with a drag bestie, Pepper Pepper. Hi, bestie. Hi, bestie. And, um, you know collaborating, like finding your person that you want to make creative stuff with is so fulfilling. And I happen to know that as I look longingly into your deep blue eyes. She's looking into my (laughs) eyes and I'm like, it me, it me. Well, I missed you because you went to Egypt for two weeks and you left me behind and I'm sad and I'm so happy you're back. Yeah, because as I think Carla would testify in terms of
2: Pepper, but I will testify in terms of Eden, uh, Eden makes me make better work. Mm. And she makes it a hell of a lot more fun.
1: Yeah, you do the same for me.
2: So I strongly encourage people who find the artistic life to be a little solitary and don't like that. Some people do. Good for you. Mm -hmm. We see you. We appreciate you. We respect your introversion. But that is not all of us,
1: and it is good for us because we have collaborated professionally for some time. And obviously, this is a cabillion dollar podcast now Kabillion. cabillion dollars. But we did collaborate together on a magazine package one time, and we won a national award at the basically the Oscars version for magazines. Uh, they gave us, they gave us a whole ass award for us working together.
2: And that's when we dropped the mic. And that's we when we dropped
1: the mic, and we peaced out, and we were like, we're done. And they then don't we went get on better. to make a billion-dollar podcast.
2: Yeah, so here we are—testament to the beauty that comes from collaboration, the joy, the effervescence, the
1: glitter, the sequins. Find somebody that you want to do cool work with that lifts you up, makes you feel better, that you want to get excited about every day, but that also understands the importance of spreadsheets, responsibilities, and hitting their deadlines. And if you can have both of those things, what a magic relationship. You are stuck with me in your life forever.
2: Yeah. But you know what, Eden?
1: If I ever got stuck on a light fixture, Yours is the name I'd be calling out. That's good. I thought you were going to say, you know what, Eden, I'm moving. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not telling you where. No. Egypt. No. If my dress ever snagged, Mm -hmm. you'd be the
2: name I'd call out, and I know you'd come get me.
1: I would come get you. Mm. So with that. With that, let's, uh, as they say, stop, collaborate, (laughs) and listen. Anthony and I were raised in the same county in Oregon, and we made
0: it out. (laughs) We're the survivors. We're the, really, we're the stragglers that were able to crawl out from the primordial slime of um, the place that shall not be named. Of the place that shall not 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 be named. Which was just a
1: a hard place if you're people like us who were seeking a level of fabulousness. That didn't exist there then. Maybe it does now. I don't know. There was a coffee shop. There was the one coffee shop. There was that one. God, I love that one coffee shop, and which was near the one record store.
0: The one record store, kind of across the street. Yeah, so great. You had a
2: record store? (laughs) (laughs)
1: this is where she always out irishes me because i got a little i'm like i'm irish enough to have the plight of my people but fiona's always like hold up there we go
2: you were lucky
1: (laughs) we didn't have coffee stores and
2: record shops where (laughs) i (laughs) grew up um well that sounds fun glad you made it out and all the way here thank you um anthony today we are going to talk a little bit about some of the story behind where this show grew from, right? And I'm trying to remember where we started because there were so many bananas anecdotes that I recall. I know there was vomit, do we get to that straight away? Where does it begin?
0: <laughs> this is like, these are the words on my tombstone. I know there was vomit, where do we begin?
1: Where do we begin? What an, you know, what an interesting word cloud we've begun oh yeah. for today. Who if threw
0: we'll...
2: up where? <laughs>
0: and why? Which show
1: are we talking about, first of all? So this is Gloop, right? Okay. We're working
0: on Gloop. This is how Gloop came to be. Okay, and the um,
1: one-liner for about Gloop.
0: The it, one-liner about Gloop is it's it's psychedelic-assisted satire from Portland's premier avant-garde drag duo, Carla Rossi and Pepper Pepper.
1: Oh, snap. Shout to Pepper, out to Pepper Pepper. Pepper. Love her.
0: <laughs> Basically, we're doing like a white woman's wellness workshop. It's very much a goop Inspired show, Mm -hmm. Uh, but where we are facilitating so
2: much. (laughs)
0: It's it's seriously like it's so fun to do, but it is exhausting because we have to essentially pretends that we have macro dosed instead of microdosed, like we're supposed to teach in the workshop we've macro dosed and now we're going to lead you on a workshop of how to better yourselves <laughs> while we don't know what the hell is happening so it's just like a bonkers psychedelic drag gauntlet from hell
1: a hundred percent relatable yeah, yeah yeah we've all
0: mm-hmm. been there absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. you know you're high as hell and your, your legs <laughs> turn into a chickens and
2: Good Next times. thing you know, you're hosting a gloop. Yep, <laughs> you can say yep. <laughs> these things happen. So this is about sort of the origin story of that show, right? Yeah. And yeah. that began when you were on tour separately with something else. Is that right?
0: Yeah, Pepper. So Queer Horror at the Hollywood, like we have a touring version of that show. And Pepper and I took it on the road. It was our first time back on the road, like since the pandemic hit. So this was in November of 2021. And then, you know, we did what everybody does, which was we we, we went and we visited the Winchester Mystery House and then learned about how, you know, they're I actually... I love that place. <laughs> it's amazing. It turns out that there weren't ghosts. It turns out she was actually just like a brilliant, maybe lesbian architect philanthropist so
1: and did she have like her whole eavesdrop room yeah that was amazing i was like man i love gossip i want a whole eavesdrop room right who everyone needs This is the eavesdrop room do you know what the do you know what the winchester mystery house is fiona No, but I was pretending that I did. (laughs) I had a feeling. It was good
0: nodding. Let
1: me be, (laughs) this is my (laughs) cultural attache moment. So the Winchester Mystery House is this like old farmhouse down outside of San Jose, correct? And essentially it's the woman whose husband invented the Winchester rifle. And they became so wildly inconceivably wealthy they were the bezos of their era that they built this farmhouse and the story goes that after he died she broke mentally broke because of the weight of the world and the ghosts that were on her of all the people that were murdered by the gun and that she kept building to appease her sadness.
0: Yeah, and like keep the ghost from from reaching her, right? Because there was it, the house was like she just kept building and building and building and building, and
1: building. Wait, this.
2: I have a friend who wrote a song about this. It's all coming back to me. When this airs in Ireland, Paul Noonan's
1: song, Mrs. Winchester, was about this woman. Oh, see? There we go. So this house has famously like staircases that lead to nowhere. And there's just these things that don't make sense because she just kept building. But part of it was that she would have like seances and things. And there was a whole area she built where the acoustics led her to perfectly be able to eavesdrop over her staff.
0: Yeah, and she would throw these massive lavish parties and then just like try to get the dirt on everybody. So I'm like, obviously, covert lesbian architect, brilliant queen, mm-hmm. uh, not maybe afraid of ghosts. But that was yeah, that, that was, was her
2: cover story, which it was is the cover story. a fair cover story. It was
1: <laughs> it flew. Everyone was like, yeah, clearly it and must be that. Also, how many times throughout history have we been like, oh, lesbian, maybe she's just afraid of ghosts or a witch. Exactly. I feel like that's like a thing. We <laughs> always
0: just say, no, she's just crazy. We never confront the reality. She's a brilliant queen architect Mm -hmm. so so we did that we went and we had like this transformative journey through the winchester mystery house just screaming about how she was a lesbian and the rest of the tour did not enjoy any of that and then we went to go lucky
2: tour (laughs) goers that's what i say that's what
0: i told them as we were forcibly removed (laughs) And, and then uh we were you know we since we had driven down we decided to, like, luxuriate our way up the California coast instead of just heading straight home. Mm-hmm. I wish everyone
2: could see your luxuriate it's, hand
1: this motion, This is the right? international
0: hand symbol of luxuriation. I can't
1: wait till you do Redwoods.
0: I can't wait to see that <laughs> <hand motion. laughs> That one's too hot for TV. So we we decided to stop in this town called Fort Bragg, California, where my friend Pepper has two other friends that had just started an art studio. And they said, oh, yeah, you could come crash with us at our little art studio. So we think, okay, great so we go we drive to Fort Bragg California we meet up with them and the art studio that they are yet to open that they have just like signed the lease on that we're staying in is literally a recently decommissioned curves gym oh what yeah like where the ladies go to work out right Mm -hmm. and it was it was fascinating just this vast empty space you know tables for like art stuff everywhere but all Unused, um, the ghosts
2: in that space,
1: yeah. Yes. That that space has ghosts. All of us who yes. are like beaten, given our calorie counters, yes, and yes, internalized yes. sexism,
0: <laughs> absolutely. All coming to light. Like, she wanders the halls at night with a uh, holding a um, Diet Coke, a, yeah, Diet Coke and a healthy choice. Those awful chocolate cookies from like 1993.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I is know, it's gonna that. be their art studio.
0: That's yeah. incredible, yeah. Which was just made it all the better. What's like you know, rich with history, Curves Gym. Um so so they put us in this little like studio we're staying in what is formerly the Curves Gym office, but for some reason there's a giant tree in there. Uh just okay. like stationed in there. So we're sleeping in this room. It's like sub zero that night. We have Wait, a space there's a heater.
2: Tree inside
0: I don't know the building. Yeah. I don't know why. To appear folksy. Women, say, oh, to, to appear women folksy. are supposed to
2: climb that. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's the rock <laughs> wall. You
2: can make it onto the third branch without breaking it. You <laughs> when it's achievement unlocked, is that what's going on with yes, the tree? Oh it's yeah, what sure. they
0: could afford sure. in place of the rock wall. And so they just said, just have at it, sister. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. This so- is
2: a, this place is storied. Storied. <laughs> <say. laughs> That's it.
0: And no offense to our wonderful friends to Cynthia who made this happen. I I love that she took a Curves Gym and she saw, you know, the venture capitalist in her said, I'm going to create an art studio for the people of Fort Bragg, California. Like, thank God. Thank God. Uh, Art Scene Studio is their name. And so we were staying in this little, like, weird tree room. We're sleeping on an air mattress because Pepper had packed an air mattress because road trip.
2: Mm -hmm. And... Gotta love Pepper.
0: Yeah, thank here's you so the, much. Here's
2: the air mattress that I brought. What in. doesn't she have? It's like Mary everything. Poppins. She has the Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, I'm not she even has doing. an air mattress.
0: She has a, a bag of dildos. She had like, just yeah. everything. Keep- just the essentials. Absolutely. It actually always makes going through TSA with her really fun, too. <laughs> because she always, always gets singled out by the TSA, and then they pull out, like, the giant machine gun dildo machine and, like, all this stuff.
2: Yeah, they just see these random shapes yeah. going through the scanner yeah. and they're like, what? Yeah, Grant's an air mattress. It's fine.
0: Only half of them are our props, but the other ones just belong to her. But God yeah. bless her. So, so we're working on the we're 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 hanging out, staying with their friends, and they say, okay, well, how about you know, would you be interested in helping do a soft opening for our art scene studio? And we're like, no, <laughs> we we were very tired. We just want to relax. And then they say, well, are you sure? And we think, like, okay, we, they're letting us stay here in the room with the tree. We get to hang out with the ghosts with the healthy choice cookies. Mm-hmm. Like, we should we should be, you know, we should give back. You how, have
1: to honor that.
0: How can we give back?
1: Mm-hmm. Is this one this night? Community? Yeah. This happens all in one this all night? all happens in
0: one night. Okay. Okay. It's <laughs> a lot. So what I had not paid attention to before that night, before the show, because we figured we're just going to figure out what we're going to do for the show in that morning, and we we're like, you know, we can, we have a lot of different numbers we've done. We can just throw these all yeah, together, pull
2: something out of the bag,
0: exactly. Yeah, go grab Mary Ray Poppins, Poppins. <laughs> do <laughs> yes. the thing. Exactly. So uh, when Pepper and I had first got there, okay, we were still waiting for the friends to meet up with us. So this is important backstory. We were waiting for the friends to meet up with us, and we had just grabbed a bunch of food that like we had pulled out of um, the car. That had been traveling with us during the drive. Okay. Among these things, there were like you know those little prosciutto flutes. I call them ham flutes
2: with the cheese inside.
0: Or mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm.
1: oh, I know them well. Mm-hmm. Eden does not know them at all. No, sorry, but vegetarian
0: blind spot. <laughs> well, this is why I am now a vegetarian. A ham vegetarian. flute <laughs> is not
1: what I was. <laughs> what are you going to do to those? Ham flute means something else in my, in my
0: world. <laughs> ham flute is there is a very specific thing reserved for that terminology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I like to call it a ham flute. Uh, So we're hanging out and we're like very hungry. We're still waiting for our friends to show up and we still need to plan the gig. And I just think, you know what, Pepper, how bad could it be? It's only been in the car for like 13 hours. (gasps) No, baby. (gasps) I was so hungry. Oh, no. I was so hungry. And granted, I had never experienced like the horrors of what happens when you eat food that's been sitting out too long before. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I grew up in. Oregon, like, well, oh, I I kind of almost revealed where we're (laughs) from-ish, but,
1: you know, we'll air horn it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Our friends, like, in in small town growing up life, you know, you have the sleepovers, the mom makes, like, you know, all the food, and then it just sits down all night, and you just eat it all night, because you're a teenager, and, like, you don't get, like, Foodborne illness at that point in your yeah, life, Yeah, you eat right? it off
1: the floor. Yeah, I mean, especially, especially that pizza. That weeks old. Right? Pizza. pizza! You get it at nighttime, you have the sleepover, or in the morning, you look at what's in the box and you eat it. Of course, we've yeah. all done it. But
2: yeah. what you were about to eat was like specifically the ingredients of pizza, basically. So cheese? you would think cheese and a meaty thing. And
1: a meaty thing, a ham flu. Yeah, like, but was what? there sun involved? If I, there's sun involved, I feel like that changes it. Well, uh, science. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's what we call Eden science, where mm-hmm. I just don't have the facts to back it up, but I have the feelings. I, <laughs> I'm doing my own research. <laughs> I, I love this.
0: There's a very, a crack team of scientists working on, the, on these hypotheses. On ham flutes right on now. On ham flutes. And um, <laughs> so I, I reach and I just like, I'm just so hungry. I'm so hungry. And I just, I reach and I grab it because I was like, these are good. And I just put the thing in my mouth. I start Mm -hmm. eating the thing. I don't look at the thing. I don't think about what I'm doing. How does
2: it taste, can I ask?
0: It tasted a little gamey. A little (laughs) gamey? A little gamey. But there was still the cheese to kind of cancel it out. Mm Because, you know, cheese, if you leave that out, it gets kind of sharper. Mm -hmm. So maybe that kind of distracted me from the thing. But then I said, I don't know. This tastes kind of funny. So Pepper reaches over and pulls one out and looks at it and then shows it to me and goes, Carla, look. It was purple. (gasps) The ham... The ham flute had turned purple.
1: That's no. not right. No, It's not right. And I just think. In no instances of whatever you think a ham flute is. Whatever you think never a ham good, flute is. If it's purple, it's not a good idea, Purple Purple's babe. never a good color.
0: No. I'm very upset. So I, I, I just think, oh, well, that was kind of gross. And then Pepper takes a bite, a very small bite, and it goes, oh, no. We chuck them in the trash, and then we think nothing of it. We go out to a giant Italian dinner with our friends. Ooh,
1: just loaded no. some stuff on that. Oh.
0: So after the purple ham and now a couple oysters. <laughs> I mean,
1: this is like, this is a layering nightmare. <laughs> it's not good. It's, I, I have a lot of anxiety I right now. I'm actually sweating a little bit.
2: <laughs> the
0: lesbian doctor at Urgent Care was, mm, she 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 didn't understand either how this happened, but she was very wonderful. So... I have jumped ahead. So I've slurping oysters, which I I don't do ever, but I do to impress Pepper. I don't know why. We don't need to impress each other. I'm not fancy. Let's
2: not do that ever again.
1: So this could be an after school special moment right now where we just let everybody know if they're really your friend... You can say no to the oysters. You can
0: say no to you the oysters. You can
1: oyster. say no, and if they don't like you anymore, they were never your friend to begin with.
0: Thank you because imagine <laughs> the alternative option where you're Helen Hunt throwing yourself out of the window like uh, high on bad oysters and ham flutes. Yeah. <sighs> no one needs that. Could be the same. I'm let me be the statistic to warn you.
1: <laughs> so
2: So we've the layer of the purple ham flutes, and then we have a layer of oysters. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyone and now you're
2: queasy out there. You're back at the curve
1: space.
0: Plenty of alcohol back at the curve space. I'm like, okay, let's, let's quickly like bust out this show. So we sit down and we're like, okay, here's a bunch of different drag numbers we have. Here's a bunch of different things. I've got this costume. We've got this wig. We already have an air mattress. Let's use the air mattress. So we figure out, okay, well, Pepper, what number do you have that can, that can play as long as it takes to inflate the air mattress? And then we discover, you know, Pepper has one of the tracks from the four seasons by vivaldi i'm mm-hmm. calling it a track because that's not how that was written one of the hot that's tracks vivaldi 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 dropped. Vivaldi dropped his hot track have you heard it it's called ham flutes <laughs> across america so we go to bed and then at like three in the morning i i just kind of like an eye pops open and i'm like and it just oh, starts God. to it just starts to increase It starts to increase. It turns into, like, the scene from Alien Mm -hmm. where, you know, they're just casually sitting around eating lunch. And then all of a sudden, the thing just explodes out of a stomach. I am just violently ill, just like... Heaving, so I'm like fully convinced I'm going to die, and I'm calling for Pepper, who who sits up is not a morning person, and this is now four in the morning. I've been dealing with this by myself for an hour. I scream for Pepper as as much as I can. Pepper Pepper immediately begins to think like because this is also like a year into the pandemic. And so we don't know, oh, no. is this COVID? Oh. Is We just toured and did a show for the first time ever in two years. Like, we we don't know what is happening. No.
1: Are you all have COVID. Do oh. we all have COVID? Do we need an old priest and a young priest? Yes. Yes. Like uh, a beam of light
0: comes down and illuminates oh. the front door. It's a casual
1: exorcism. Like, what are, no. we, what are we doing here? Yeah, and then on
0: top of it, like, it's two degrees in this room. There's a space heater that isn't working. We're on an air mattress that's, like, cold and deflating. There is a tree in the there room. always Deflated. And the
1: ghosts of the curves, the ghosts ladies. of the curves, gym
2: ladies. Do You know what? I think they'd be good in a pinch, though. I'm just say, saying. I think I, so too. I think
1: they. I think they would have held your hair back. I, I felt so like th- they were over you judging the, for they, oh, the,
0: I, No, and that's why they didn't come to help. <laughs> that's why mm-hmm. it's like this whole back and forth. Pepper ends up like just spending like literally a best friend you could ever have spends like an hour massaging my abdomen, oh, just like tom-tom. trying to help me. Yeah, it's such an angel.
2: That's honestly kudos to pepper i
0: wouldn't do that and then i sleep like maybe another six hours and and everything is fine i wake up and everything is great and i'm Mm -hmm. like this is wonderful this is wonderful so then we think okay let's take that food poisoning and let's put that in the show so we have to explain why are we here doing
2: i'm covering my eyes
0: (laughs) (laughs) why are we here doing a a seminar because we decided okay we're gonna play this this like this um Best of show. We're going to pitch this as like a new show where we're leading a seminar. And uh, Pepper and I, I was really obsessed with The Vow, um, the Nexium TV show documentary. Yes. Um, So we start bringing in stuff from The Vow and start bringing in like some self-help stuff. Pepper grew up in like, not like not Sedona, but Pepper grew up in like Northern California, like New Age kind of culture. And you know, I was I was like the weird kid that loved like you know the the crappy witch books that you would find at the other bookstore across from the coffee oh, shop I know. by the record shop. I know, yeah. So, so <laughs> like I, I, I had this background of being really into like teenage paganism. Be we like, I'm a druid, mom, because I watched *Miss of Avalon*. And so we, we figured out like okay, it's the craft. We can't understand it's the craft. what they crafted to us all. Feruza Balk put on that. that I mean, those,
1: come on, we are the weirdos, stand. mister. We are the weirdos. It's, we we all. carried it with our life.
0: And these are my gifts: is mm-hmm. is ham flutes. So, <laughs> we. We we incorporate all of this into the show. We are these two grifters who uh, are just off the bus, and um, we're going to lead you through a seminar on how to attain your true your your ultimate best self and your true self. Only we're too high, and now we're about to get violently ill. Oh and we 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 thought, okay, so why are why are our characters here? And this isn't the show today. Still, is why are the characters here? Like they just wander into the space and then just start doing the thing without even noticing the audience. And so we thought, okay, so they're on a tour bus headed to Sedona, and like land of the Gwyneths. Mm-hmm. They head to Sedona, and then they feed their bus driver a ham flute. And then he gets violently ill, so the show opens with us discovering him dead. And so it, it, it writes itself.
2: It, it writes. writes it, it writes it's itself. itself. This shit writes itself.
1: Yeah. The audience
0: didn't know that half of it was, I mean, legitimate. Like we are grifters, and we are obsessed with New Age, and <laughs> I, I am actively dying.
1: How did the audience react? Tell us about the first reaction to Glue. Oh, they loved it.
0: Yeah, they, they absolutely did. loved okay. it. They loved it, and that's what I think. That's how what kept me moving through the pain and through, like you know, adrenaline is a hell of a drug.
1: Oh it yeah, really and we're is. show
0: people, yeah, so absolutely. it's like. It's, you just
1: do it as soon as you – sometimes I feel like a trained monkey where I'm like, yeah. I'm tired, I'm this. And, you know, they push you out on stage to do something and you just start tap dancing. Here she is, boys. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's exactly that. Where's my life? Where's my life? Yeah. Where's my camera? <laughs> so this is just like such a a me thing that I just – I thought it was totally normal and fine and that I would be fine. And then a week later, then that's when I was like – Jason, I, that's my partner, I was like, I think I'm dying. I go into urgent care. I meet, like, the greatest lesbian doctor of all time who literally is like, she's like, well, we think it's your kidneys or we think it's your liver. We don't know which. And then she does runs me through every test, puts me in this terrifying MRI machine, and she goes... It's none of those things. What have you been eating? And then I explain to her. <laughs>
2: then the litany starts. And then she just goes. What have I not been eating? <laughs> is really the
0: question. Well, besides the sushi burrito and the ham flutes and the pizza. Did and I mention the oysters? And the oysters. And the milkshake. Please. And the milkshake and the profuse amount of alcohol and edibles that I threw on top yeah. of that. Besides yeah. all of that, I've just been eating normally. So yeah. she slapped me and then she gave me like a GI numbing solution that was like just a weird paste Ooh. I had to drink. Oh, I've had. It, the lidocaine, yeah. lidocaine yeah. cocktail. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. The lidocaine cocktail. Mm-hmm. Disgusting, but I loved it. Yeah, it feels I good. Want
2: some of that. Can we get you them don't. to sponsor the
1: it's
0: podcast? It, it numbs you from your teeth all the way down. It's Ooh. the first time you become it numbs very, very aware. Yeah. You
1: like become aware of where your esophagus is, yeah. and then isn't.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> <laughs> th- it's like an invisibility esoteric. Thing. Yeah, I think I just saw my root chakra for a second. <laughs> It's this so weird. Mrs.
2: Winchester would go in for this, i She would. You. She oh, built
0: a special room for that, too. A special
2: room for that.
0: It's, it's, so it was, it, was, it was wild. It was wild. And then it finally resolved itself. And then after that, I became a vegetarian. And now I feel, you know, healthy and ethically superior. So I, I love my life. I mean,
1: welcome to my boat. <laughs> yeah. You know? been on it for a long time.
0: It's why we do it, right? Is to be better than other people.
1: But I want to go back to Gloop because...
0: Yes. <laughs> the process.
1: I do want to know yes. because you go from question. here to now you've been touring around yeah. with it and what is it what does it say about our world that it, that just two white women as grifters. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Which is now I'm afraid people just look at Fiona and I like that. Like, look at these, what these couple right of white women <laughs> grifters
0: here. I mean, TBH, I don't know how anybody Welcome trusts to our seminar, us. Honey. Listen, I'm half white, so I can claim it. And mm-hmm. as a as a drag performer, I think like Pepper and I always just like love to go off this grifter model in any show we do. And this is like the one that really took because it's like you're drag queens. We feel like grifters in the art world, right? Like yeah. it took long. Long enough to convince people that we were artists that now now that people actually do look at us as artists it's like weird and and we just feel like imposter syndrome and con artists so um, just embrace it <laughs> so in the in the process of like writing the show to answer your question basically like it started out with like okay let's just have a rough score of like this is what needs to happen at some point you need to get on this air bed and inflate it and then at some point um i need to throw this bag of cheetos everywhere and then it, it has since turned into, like, we have incorporated a real script now. And so every time we do the show, like, when we did it at Portland Center Stage, it was entirely improvised, which was so fun because it was a two-hour show. And my, friend, well, my, my assistant actually came up to me and said, they had not worked on the show, and they came up to me and said, oh, my God, that was so great. And you and Pepper, like, just nailed that script. Like, you, you, your lines back and forth. It was incredible. And I was like, there was no script. And so I thought that was a wonderful compliment. Since then, we have begun scripting parts of the show. So there's still like sections that we have to, we know, like we don't know what exactly happens in it, like the ending. We mm-hmm. still don't know what the hell the ending for the show is. We know we need to tie the audience back into it. We okay. need to have a part where we sell to them. What is the sale and what is the ask? But up, up till that point, you know, the rest of it has just kind of been determined through either scripting or just figuring it out as we go. And every time we do it, the show continues to change and transform. And so, like this last time when we when we did the show, I packed some chicken leg tights because my partner sent me a picture on Instagram. <laughs> I thought they were funny, and I said, "This is the one Chinese product I will order off of Instagram."
2: Wait, what's a chicken leg tight? They're literally t- tight like socks that look like chicken tights. legs. Yeah,
0: and it's they're they're black, and then on the front, in the middle, in the center, there's a really thin, long, like orange chicken leg. <laughs> So when you put them on it looks like you are wearing a you are a void with oh. chicken legs in the middle.
2: Yeah. I did not I mean I don't know what I was imagining Instagram yep.
1: is not targeting you correctly is what
2: we no, learned I'm right now <laughs> yeah. it's all coveralls should, yeah, she me. just gets wild thing ads <laughs> and buys
1: them all so we're good to go
2: <laughs> coveralls all day long yeah but coveralls chicken. no but the chicken leg socks I kind of want them now honestly
0: you have to get them I've since discovered because in the show like the show gets really messy and so I had to I destroyed my last pair and so I was able to easily find a million Chinese <laughs> retailers that make them so I highly recommend chicken leg type.
1: So is there sometimes where you have, like, a rat-a-tat in, the, in a show and then you walk away and you're like, that was really good. Like, oh, we yeah. write this bit down yeah. and try to replicate it. Absolutely. So I like the idea of there being, like, an outline with chunks that might have a script for, like, seconds. Yes. Like, here's seconds of a script and then just, like, a big void and then maybe a yes. few but other seconds. So you know where
2: you have to
0: get to. Yes. we tell, And then, like, it's fun with the tech people being like, okay, listen – we have More a script. I know. Here's the first twenty minutes. After that, we're gonna need you to watch. We're gonna almost kiss three times. And then on the third time, that's when you have to hit the audio cue and then watching their brains explode as they try to navigate this. As we well,
2: When are those three times? Exactly. We can't tell you. And then
0: when we when we include a fifteen minute sequence of just us laughing hysterically at each other. <laughs> like sometimes the tech person might just go ahead and just hit the queue because they want to move the show along. And sometimes that's actually very kind of them to do. But right. it, it's it's so fun. Like this, this process of discovering the show as we go, like every single place that we do it. So the I chicken leg tights, I just threw them on. And then the audience could not stop laughing. I realized that I don't even have to lip sync when I'm wearing chicken leg tights. I just have to do a little chicken dance. Oh
1: my, this is a slippery <gasps> slope into a prop comedy. It's, D- now <laughs> I am Carrot Top. <laughs> you are, Pepper, this is how it happens.
0: Pepper is Mary. has the Mary Poppins bag and I have the carrot top, carrot top pop bag. Oh, wow. And this is just becoming my gig now. I, I'm You're going to have it. a
1: Las Vegas residency before you Thank know you it. Thank you so much. I know. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll
0: join in the likes of Rita Rudner and all Erica Jane. <laughs>
1: All the greats. Get yourself a Paula Poundstone blazer. Oh. ASAP. You would oh. look great in that, actually. Know,
0: she's my all time queen. I, I love mean, Paula Poundstone so much. Iconic. I, I, I absolutely, my whole life's goal is to replicate all of those blazers. And
1: did I Poundstone. read Rita Redner's book when I was 12? Yes, yes, you I did. did.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that say about me? Uh. I, I still remember. I mean, it sounds funny. Yeah. What can I tell you? God oh, cluster. I might still have a copy. I'll look. I'll see if I still no, have no, my copy. Please, please my will <laughs> I'll tag you.
2: Well, but so is there, do you envisage a time when you'll be like, that show is now all scripted because we we nailed down every little bit or will it never get to that because it has to have some looseness in I it? I think it's
0: always going to change. Like, you know, even with this this most recent tour, like this is the closest to a full script that we ever had where literally there there are pages and pages and pages of, written dialogue that we have learned and that we rehearse and that we, you know, enact in front of an audience. But even still like those little things, those little discoveries that happen, then we think, okay, now we need to add in this part of the show. Now we need to add this part. So the whole idea with it, even when we, when we first talked about it after the initial performance, the night of a million food poisonings, we we thought like this could be a thing that we could do. And the whole idea is it's a dare. It's a game. And each time it's going to be different. And, I just think as a performer, like, like like theater, you know, I'm obsessed with this idea of, like, why is theater live if it's so rehearsed? And or so, static, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you know, you go and – or you, you sit through, like, a tech rehearsal for a show, and it's like that's the time everyone just wants to die. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, stop, reset, mm-hmm. we're going to ch- check the lights, and, like, everything is cue to cue to cue to cue to cue to cue to cue. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, as a live performer and – Particularly, like, for Pepper and I as two queens that really love to connect with an audience. Like, you want to find those moments and let them happen on their own versus, and like... feel
2: how the energy
0: is, yeah. like, oh,
2: you know, this is an audience that's going to make me go this way. Or, yeah,
1: yeah. I do love that moment in performance art where it feels like you're in on it. As an audience member, we were like, I feel like they just did that for me. And now yes. we as a, have formed a unit together. Yes. You know, you feel like I'm part of the team now. And that is such a special thing that you don't have as much as I love film and stuff it's it's a very different feeling where yes. you're like this is Pucho is just for me
0: but I love like I love film obviously and like but that's the thing is like film is also super ni- manipulative it's like this is so choreographed so rehearsed we need this music to come in and we need the people when she says the line and the music spikes people are gonna feel a feeling mm-hmm. and we could do that in theater or we can let it organically try to happen and so I I just love that aspect of gloop is that it's a, a roller coaster uh, obstacle course that we put ourselves through and we get to just kind of have these moments of discovery that continue to evolve the
1: double dare of performance art
0: yeah absolutely Climb plenty of slime time. yeah Is this,
2: <laughs> i mean it sounds amazing and also a little bit exhausting honestly because you have to like write the work every like every oh, single yeah. time yeah are you ever like oh my god why didn't we just write it all down and then i could just like out and perform and that would be that
0: yeah absolutely there's so many times i mean that was that was like why we sat down and actually created the full script for the last version that we did was we we just were so tired and we needed we need it would be so much easier to just like get the lines in our bodies and just worry about that versus like inventing it on the on the in the moment yeah
1: but But the power of the curves but like as a kid,
0: you know, I was the, I was the one that like my mom would turn on the stove and get something, and then it would turn bright orange. And then I'm the kid that like just looks at it and wants to put my hand on it. Yeah, and enticing. It's just it's it's the ham flute. I want I'm gonna I know that's been the sitting out for 13 ham. hours, but I'm okay. gonna eat. It's just don't put anything of bold or saturated color near me with like any question of time duration because I'll <laughs> see it as a challenge. Oh. What a
1: specific thing. We'll have to put that in your writer. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah thank, you. thank you, thank you. I have a question for you. There
2: was an incident you told me about involving, I think, a light fixture. A light fixture. A light fi-
0: Oh, I can't tell that story. So Oh, this is you on- can. <laughs> oh, you can. So, okay, so every time we do this show, something insane happens. So last time we did this show, or not the last time, but the last time we did this in Portland, at Portland Center Stage, there's this part where Pepper is supposed to have this giant entrance. Like, we have we have had this huge fight, just like we had in real life. We have this huge about fight. About Post-it. About Post-it. It's Post-its <laughs> and Mustard. We have this huge fight, and then Pepper storms off, and I'm crying. You are my only friend, and then I, I try to sell people um, – a product and then i storm off and then there's just silence and pepper is supposed to enter just silence
2: <laughs> where's where pepper gone yeah dove into the bag never to be
0: seen again yeah yeah just it <laughs> flew off and the tech crew just knows like okay don't start the track until she appears at the top of the set no no appearance and <gasps> then i'm like i'm like where is she i'm on the other side of the stage like where the hell is she and then i just hear Carla! (laughs) (laughs) The audience is like, what's happening? I thought they were fighting.
1: Carla, I need help.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I look at the, I come back out, I look at the, and say, hold on one minute. (laughs) And I run (laughs) backstage. Pepper is wearing, Pepper has a crocheted dress that (gasps) she wears in the show when she appears in like her act two look. And so she's supposed to appear singing um, Rose's Turn from Gypsy, the the (laughs) Patti LuPone version, the Mm -hmm. ultimate version, right? So Pepper does not do that because she in her knitted crocheted red basically she's wearing like a fishing net and caught a trap. And she got caught on a lighting fixture backstage. <laughs> oh my god. And she didn't know how to get off of it without breaking the lighting fixture. So I literally had We're to breaking go.
2: Breaking the crochet. Breaking the crochet. Even which is, worse. So Who I had to go and like fixture?
0: finally try to pick this thing off, which it had like knotted itself around the light fixture. You get and your the crochet
2: audience... hook, you're in the Yes!
0: <laughs> yes! Oh, I am ready to go. Portland half lesbian ready to go hello got it all happening and then the audience is just sitting there like what the hell are they doing why
2: are they gone (laughs) why
0: are they gone but once again this is why if you ever need an excuse to get away with anything in a show just set up the fact that you are two grifter clowns who are on an insane amount of mushrooms and then you can get away with
1: anything so any mistakes we make That is a great note. That is a great note. Thank you for coming on our podcast, where we are two grifter clowns uh, (laughs) who are so high that we cannot be held accountable for anything. (laughs) It does feel freeing.
2: It's very freeing. I think it's nice to feel free. Just disappear, get caught in life fiction, and be fine.
1: (laughs) All right. This is my serious wrap up. I don't know why I always try and get so serious at the end, so that everyone you just knows. Can't. That I'm was
0: very RuPaul. Silence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring back my girls. Um. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Was that a casual? Was that a casual segue? Oh, Did I, so I do weird. it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Anthony and Carla for joining us. You can read more about all of their upcoming shenanigans at thecarlarossi.com. Follow Anthony on Instagram at thecarlarossi, And that's it from We Can't Print This for today. See more info about our episodes at this.com Follow us on socials. And if you feel like supporting us, who are just a couple of grifter, independent gals, you can find us over on Patreon uh, at We Can't Print This as well.
2: And thank you to our producer, Miranda Schaefer, and to Dave Depper for our music. This podcast was recorded at the Writer's Block in Portland. And the biggest of thanks to our third work wife, Rachel Ritchie, for her little
0: tennis
1: outfit. She looks so cute today. She really did. That was a good outfit. Um, if you are a writer with a great behind-the-story story, write to us at WeCan'tPrintThis at gmail.com because we love email. We sure love
2: email. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming in. That was a hoot. Thank, Thank you. That me. was a hoot. Thanks for having me and all see? of
0: my diseases
1: and all <laughs> I love i it. it. All of my diseases. <laughs> your watch, <laughs> diseases are our diseases. And everybody, oh, just immunity. watch it with your ham flutes. Yeah, Be careful with your ham flutes nope. out there. Just <laughs> throw it out. Throw
2: out a hand blue. Oh, a purple one particularly. Dear God. Dear God. Dear God. You must be starving now, Anthony, are you? <laughs> you, know you haven't eaten in a full hour.